Hello, welcome back to this week's episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. My name is Jennifer Apple, and this week I talk to fairy folk singer songwriter and actor Shira Averbach about songwriting specifically. And Shira shares about her connection from her musical theater background to these other creative outlets where she finds inspiration for her songwriting and the importance of following what resonates on a soul level. We also talk about embracing one's differences as strengths, the power of finding connections with those who fill you in your life, and noticing the little or big things that surround you that will allow you to be more present. Enjoy. Hi, Shira Averbach. Hi. I just like emphasize my huh on there just to like prove I have it. <laughs> I know you do. How are you, love? I'm great. I'm great. The sun is in my face. Um, I'm seeing you. So um, the plants are are just like a beautiful mirror to the green that you're wearing. If anybody's <laughs> deciding to tune into the YouTube, it's just like a very Zen garden feel I'm feeling. I try. It's the only one that's been surviving. Every Everything else around me is dead. Okay, so. great. So then I'm not alone because I feel like I've just been slowly murdering off all my plants. That's what happens. Is it? Yeah. Because, I mean, I this is like a new plant journey for me, and I was determined. I jumped in full on. I bought six, and I was like, y'all are going to live. And it's been an interesting moment to really grapple with your own humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can only do what you can do, and um, <laughs> then try again. <laughs> and just keep reinvesting and hope. It There's some people, though, I swear, that have these beautiful green thumbs, and they just... It's like you walk into a botanical garden in their home and you're like, it's winter. How are you doing this? I don't know. They have a secret conversation with the plants. I think that might be it. Just like really communicating with them and being like, please live, like live for me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, for anybody who's listening, who does not know you, who are you today? I am a spiritual being in this universe and a singer, songwriter, actor. I call my music fairy folk. Um, very and... true. <laughs> yes. That genre doesn't exist, but I think if you listen to my music, you'll be like, oh, that's correct. Like yes. you just did. Um, and, um, and that's it. That's it for today. Great. Um, I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm so excited to dive into whatever this conversation will turn into. Um, Shira and I met doing a was it like even the stage reading it was just more like a reading of a concert concert, concert reading yeah and shira came into rehearsal i thought she had been a part of this project forever because in our first rehearsal you just like slayed the song that i was like just learning as though you had known it and it was in your blood for the rest of time and it was like oh okay cool 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 this girl is insanely talented and also like <laughs> obviously has been a part of the project and you're like no no, no i'm just my first day and i was like i'm gonna excuse myself and leave the room <laughs> and i saw you and i was like this one is going to be my friend and i said we should meet for coffee yeah and i'm israeli so when i say that i mean it yeah and then now we're friends literally that i mean it was one of the most honestly i wit in my heart i feel like i operate like this and then you know growing up in new york like 
I have that directness, but then I also understand that I'm American and I can't maybe be like as far. I mean, I, I mean, I am. I think I'm learning to just forget those norms and just do what I want to do in that way. But exactly. when you were like, we're, let's be friends, I was like, oh my God, I've been wanting friends. Yes, please. And you were like, great, let's go for coffee. I was like, amazing, let's go for coffee as we always have those conversations. And then you were like, no, like when are you free? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, uh, are you free tomorrow? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'll, yep, we'll be there. And then it was that. And I'm yeah. – I'm so grateful for that. And I feel like what a wonderful lesson for all of us to remember that, like, what's the worst that happens? Somebody says yeah. no. And then they were going to say no anyway at some point. So, like, why not just get it over with? Exactly. I Save love- some time and yeah. heart energy. and Yeah. That. And also, like, learn who actually really wants to from the start. Exactly. Well, with that said, I, I'm curious how, A, you came up with the fairy folk f- phrasing. But the journey towards your fairy folkness, your songwriting – in that world for yourself, how did this whole journey begin besides you just being born with like the gift of God through your vocals? <laughs> so uh, so I studied musical theater in college. I went to AMDA and then the new school, they have this joint program and I got my BFA. And then I just started auditioning and through my whole time in school and after, I felt like I don't belong anywhere and everybody's trying to put me in different boxes and nothing really fits completely. Did you not feel like you belonged because of what people were telling you or you just couldn't find a space that you felt safe? Probably both. Okay. Probably both. Like my voice was always a little different. I'm very tall. I look white, but I don't feel white to people. You know, it's like all this thing, things together. Um, And I'm very opinionated and all of that. Um, so so when I got out there, I auditioned a lot and um, and I didn't get anything for a while. And then I got it was like nothing, 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 something big, nothing, 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 nothing something big. That's how it always was. And then I got my first uh, big thing, which was my off-Broadway debut um, in a new musical called Solitary Light. And the musical was written by... Paul Carbonara, which was Blondie's music director and guitar player for like 10 years. Yes. Yeah. And he toured with her around the world, came back home to New York and was like, I want to write a folk musical, um, which is incredible. And it's on Spotify. um, And you should listen to it because it's just like gorgeous folk music. And the story was about the the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire where um, uh, 142 women died in a factory fire in New York because there weren't the right th- conditions mm-hmm. to get out if they needed to. Um, and I and I was the lead and we worked together, me and Paul, and we really like deeply connected. And and at some some point in the run, he's like, do you write music? Mm. And I was like, oh, well, well you know, yes, but nobody's heard it before. And he's like, well, I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, okay. So he's like, send send me something. And I said, well, I I don't I don't have anything recorded. He's like, okay, great. Come to my studio in Brooklyn, and just play me the songs, which at the moment sounded like the most terrifying thing in the world. But I <laughs> I, I went and I and I and I sat with him, um, and I played one song. It's like quiet, doesn't say anything. He's like, play me another. Like, okay, he hates it. Oh my god, I play another, again, silence play me another and this goes on for about five six songs and then he goes you know i was kind of uh, not looking forward to the end of the run because i don't know what i'm doing next but i know now i'm gonna produce your album that's what's gonna happen and we've been musical partners ever since and we've recorded 
two EPs and he's like so I just released a new song called New York City in December and I came up to him with that in like the first week of November and I'm like that's too late I thought about it too late and he's like no it's not mm -hmm. let's do it so he's that person in my life like my constant and he's like family I always joke with my husband that like I have my husband I have my boyfriend Paul's my boyfriend <laughs> As long as everybody's in agreement, like oh, everybody's great. good, everybody's we love good. it. <laughs> great, amazing. So, so Paul stepped in, basically was like, "You have this voice. Let me just show, like, put a spotlight on it, give you a little confidence boost around what you do and what you are capable of." Yeah. How did you find it within yourself to start? I mean, it's like a larger question, but like believing that. Um, you know, it's it's a cliche, but just having one person to believe in you is is a lot mm -hmm. and sometimes you don't need more than that and um and then once the music was out there seeing the responses and what it did like what i thought it is was for a lot of people mm -hmm. and seeing that mirror and resonate yeah. was all i needed and um, part of the reason why covid was so hard because we lost that right that ability to like feel feedback from mm -hmm. people right and and to to feel that resonance in, in real life. But that's all I need. Well, let's talk about that then, right? I feel like I am not a, I, when I was a kid, maybe I wrote songs and they're all in some cute little journal that I probably have stored away somewhere. Um, and I've definitely thought about it, but in yeah. my current life, I am not a songwriter. I do mm -hmm. write, but not specifically for songs. Um, and it's it's a very isolating process for most, I would argue, and that you, unless you have a collaborator who's with you throughout that whole time, you are mostly alone, thinking, right. pondering, creating, writing, all extracting all of that by yourself. I imagine in COVID, it was heightened tenfold in many respects, but how is that as a process for you? Even with Paul, it still feels like a lonely process. Mm -hmm because I write my own songs mm -hmm. and then I come to him and I show him and maybe we continue with them and maybe, maybe we don't. But the fact that as a singer songwriter, if you don't get independent, if you don't get up in the morning and decide to do something, nothing happens right. every day, every day. And it's up to you to make things happen. I think that's also true as an actor. Oh, yeah. But once you book the job, you're on the wheel. Things are turning. You're in inertia. Like, you're mm -hmm. there, right? So there's really no point that that happens when you're an in independent um, singer-songwriter, mm -hmm. right? Um, even if you're, if things are happening, things are moving, you still have to climb up to the next thing. And that's true even for Beyonce, right? She has to wake mm -hmm. up in the morning and say, like, what am I going to do tomorrow, yeah. right? She's not part of a production that's already happening. Yeah. So um, so I found this uh, circle, this songwriting circle, mm -hmm. which we meet once a month and we share songs and hardships and joke about how terrible it can be or how wonderful it can be. And it's really, it's really, really important. And I think that's in part what you're trying to do with the podcast. And mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and in COVID, we couldn't do that in real life. So now that we're back to real life, it's like, it's a whole other world. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of Zoom concerts during COVID and all that. And and I know that on the other side, it was meaningful, but I couldn't feel it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't feel it from like little words on a screen. Like, 
So it's it's such a relief that we're not in that world anymore. Are you meeting with these people in person? Yeah, in person. Amazing. And did that start? Was it a was it birthed out of COVID, or were was that community existing beforehand, transitioned, and then came out? No, it's pretty new. Wow. It started right after COVID when it was like, okay, can we come out of our uh, <laughs> cocoons? Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. How did you find them? Um, my friend Amy J, who's a, an amazing, amazing singer songwriter, um, we played the, uh, a show together. It was like a singer songwriter circle show. Mm-hmm. And I, the same thing that happened with you. I saw her play and I was like, that one, <laughs> she's going to be my friend. Um, <laughs> Sometimes people are scared of that and it can be off-putting, but I find that like nine times out of 10, they're yeah. like, oh my God, somebody well, cause wants to be my friend. Sure, but know? arguably also, you know, like you're, I mean, I like brush my shoulder off on this. Like you're picking people that you want to be friends with, which has 100%. an energy to what, like to whom you want to spend your time with, right? Like I, I think about that often and we've talked about this maybe in earlier podcast episodes and I know most of my friends know I talk about this and I do this when I coach, but like there's the phrase, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? And I've said this before on here in some episode, I'm forgetting which, that like it's not who you like the most. It's like if you work at a job that you hate your boss and you're with them for seven hours a day, you are spending a lot of time around that energy and that energy is going to be absorbed into one of the five people or like if you're riding a bus and you're stuck in traffic and you're sitting next to a person who is really hard to sit next to. You've been on that bus for two hours with this person. Like that is going to be absorbed into your energy. And the average of those energies in a day really starts to weigh and manifest themselves into your body. And 100%. Yeah. And like what a better way than to cultivate and curate your energies if you can by like being like you. I want to be friends with you. And I you. think it's really it's really hard to when you're in those circles and it's already like okay these are my friends. You can it's hard to get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Or this is my job. It's hard to get out of it, right? And I think one good thing from COVID is that it allowed the possibility to just like cut yeah. everything and reevaluate that word. And I don't know mm-hmm. about you, but I definitely have some friends friendships that have fizzled mm-hmm. and I let them fizzle. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Restart. Yeah. Who do I need around me? Who do I want around me? What kind of energy just like you're saying? And it was that opportunity to do that. Yeah. I definitely had that happen whether it was naturally or whether it was just kind of organically or I guess those are one and the same. But, you know, there was just this natural cadence of this that season of my life with this person has ended and there's no hard feelings around it. It's just this is the cadence of that particular journey and then the next one, thank you for your time in a Marie Kondo kind of way. I've learned a lot. This has been wonderful. It's just a whole new chapter that can then begin by acknowledging that this was and it was beautiful and here comes the next thing, you know? Yeah. Kind of still on the same isolation track even with this beautiful community that you have that meets once a month you still have all the other days of the month and you still have to be creating and you're still sitting and mulling things over and how do you find that inspiration for yourself another thing during covid is that i was completely inspirationally empty like nothing was coming out Mm -hmm. the well was dry and it everything felt insignificant Mm -hmm. and not important enough to say but again that's changing now um and what happened during that time is i started 
noticing the smaller things. The smaller things became more important. The way I wake up in the morning, who I wake up with the mor- in the morning with, um, the, the way the light hits the window at a certain time. Like these things became so much more special. And thank goddess and the universe, it's still there. Like, so that's, that's where I'm finding inspiration right now in, in, in the small, in the micro. Some mm-hmm. I've I have written about the macro a lot, but I feel like now now I'm in my micro phase. That's mm-hmm. where it is. Was there something that drew you to focusing in that capacity, or was it just like was there a specific moment, or was it just life happened and now this is just kind of the way that you're seeing things? So the macro felt so terrible. Like I felt like I had no control over my life. Everything that I had planned was immediately canceled. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only one. Everybody listening to this was like are like yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only thing, the only things I could hold on to and feel like are meaningful and beautiful were the little things. So that's why. That's how it started. And you're still finding that that's the lens through which you're viewing life for now? For now. Yeah. I recognize that, you know, that can change. 100%. So with that, when you find these small little bits of inspiration, what is your actual process of sitting down and writing? So I'm very inspired by poetry. Mm. So it it is it needs to be an action to say, okay, I'm going to sit down and write. Either I look in my, you know, voice memos from some things that in passing I record to myself and be like, oh, that could totally be a song. Do you do that? You do like micro I, oh, voice notes? Yeah, I do. I do. On your voice memos or is it like in your text? It, voice, voice memos. Okay. Yeah. I'll like talk to myself mm-hmm. or like I'll sing a little bit to myself. For me, music and lyrics come in usually together mm. or a uh, lyric first. And then but it's not to me, it's not really lyric first because I look at a lyric and I'm like, oh, that's that's its melody. I have it immediately in my head. Oh, like, interesting. yeah, words. I, I feel that words that are put together in a in a unique way have their own melody already. Explain what you mean, or is there an example that you can give? <laughs> um, so, so for example, I really like poetry, and one of my biggest inspiration is a Sufi poet named Rumi. Mm-hmm. Um, and he writes about the beauty and the little things, and his imagery is like very—I don't have the word even. It's it's magical. It's gentle. It's it's like a big hug. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I can read a line of his and have a melody already because it's just written that way. It could be the cadence. It could be the imagery. It's usually a mix of both. And the, and I want to sing. I don't want to read the line. I want to sing the line. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so you find that when you are voice memoing yourself or you see a word written somewhere that inspires you, you're literally seeing it in melody, basically, rather exactly. than just re- retrieving the word. Amazing. So from there, you have a bunch of these, maybe amalgamation of a bunch of words, phrases, whatever. Then what do you do? And then my uh, my musical theater brain kicks in, whether I want it or not, and I try to think of the story. Okay. Or I see a movie in my mind of how how every scene is is in the movie of mm. what this song is. And there's usually an overarch or a story mm-hmm. that takes you beginning, middle, end in the story of the song. Does it ever 
shift or like once you've seen an image of that movie play out, it just is that? Usually when I write, it could be like I could, you know, have something cooking for a while inside me. But once I like sit down, it's like, what? It's a vomit okay. comes out um, like my song am i beautiful who i wrote about um, my friend's journey with breast cancer when i said i knew i wanted to write a song for her mm -hmm. but once i sat down and was like okay this is this is the moment i feel like you know like when you feel like you're about to vomit but in a good way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once i sat down 15 minutes and the song was out that's it wow so that's usually how it happens. So it's really a percolation that eventually just comes out in like a sputter that is all of it. Exactly. Exactly. That's kind of really lucky. <laughs> like, yeah. Unless until until you are feeling maybe inspirationless and then you're like, well, when is when am I going to feel that, you know, rise of, you know, metaphorical vomit? <laughs> To, exactly, which to, I didn't feel at all for almost three years during COVID. Yeah. And that was scary and um, sent me into depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. things that I hadn't really felt that deeply before in yeah. that, to that level. So, yeah. Did you create it all during that time, the three years? In a non-judgmental way. Just, no, was I'm, that... I'm trying to think. Yeah. If I, um, I, I said yes to everything that came along. Mm. Because I felt so inspirationless. Mm -hmm. So so I did things, but nothing came out of my fountain. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Very much. I, I deeply, deeply resonate with that. I think there was a period of time, especially towards the beginning, where that, you know, like that quote about Shakespeare, you know, came around that was like floating around the ether about like, you know, like well, he wrote all these things during his time when everything was terrible. You know what I mean? And then it's like the guilt around me sitting and just watching Netflix for a long time <laughs> started yeah. to, yeah, consume me in a way that was like, well, how come all these other people are now doing these Zoom readings and now they have a play that they just wrote and they just created a short film in the comfort of their home and they, people are doing these things and I'm just still sitting here watching Netflix and being totally uninspired by any and all of it. And I remember explicitly, there was one day I was coaching. I, that was like the major pivot for me over the pandemic, coming off of tour that had been you know, shut down abruptly. Um, and I pivoted to teaching and coaching virtually, mostly all these young artists and for monologues and singing and scene study and breaking down text and all of this stuff that was like tactical acting and arts related. And every single one of them was trying to work on their craft, but bar none, they all were struggling mentally, emotionally, spiritually, life stuff, business stuff, like all of the other stuff. And it was that was the light bulb for this community. It literally was. I had no inspiration necessarily for myself, but it was like there is nowhere for all of these isolated artists to go and exist and create and and um, process everything that's happening. And we have not given any of these artists the tools to even know how to begin with that, nor do I think I have them myself. But like, how can we create a community so that we're at least giving people a foundation for, you know, times that are hard? 
And that's really where like the birth of this community came, <laughs> like from that of like, okay, let's let's do something about that. Um, but it, interestingly enough, that was never something that I ever thought would even at the time it didn't feel like inspiration. It was just like a necessity. But hindsight's 2020 and it's like, oh, because I was in such a place where I couldn't do anything necessarily for my own artistry and I was of service, I guess, for other artists who were trying to continue cultivating it for themselves. Here we are, you know, however, I guess years later now because of it. But it's just, it is interesting to look back on that feeling of not being able to access a part of one's arguably identity, which is creating. Yeah. You know? And I'm so, and I understand the artists that had this like incredible, sure. um, you know, uh, creative spirit that took over them because, and, and this is my theory, it's not the truth. <laughs> I think people who maybe were um, not creating right before the pandemic or were like too busy to do what they really wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and then the pandemic hit, they had all this time mm -hmm. and then they had all this space to do what they wanted to do. I think people who were already in creation and feeling like they were doing what they wanted to do, which I feel like you were totally in that space and I was in that space. I was about to go on tour. Mm -hmm. I was about to play this huge worldwide music showcase, release new music. Like I had everything lined up and then boom. Yeah. And I'm very much a person who thinks I can um, affect my own reality and my my mind yeah. and my spirit. Suddenly the world was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think so? Well, let me tell you exactly. otherwise. Yeah. You know? yeah. So so I think that's why it hit me that way. Yeah. I again. Yeah. This isn't like a scientifically proven theory, but I would I would agree. You are correct. Also, because for many of us who were on, say, like the hamster wheel, um, whether it was self-imposed or whether it was the world, either or, there is a level of exhaustion and pacing that happens that sometimes we're not even aware is happening that like when you are forced to stop mm -hmm. and take stock of like all that you've done and all that you've been a part of and rest, there really is something about giving your body the breath that it has been asking for without it like yelling at you to give it to it. You just had to. And then all of a sudden your body, you know, was like, oh, wait, this is what it means to just like exist without any of the other noise. Um, in many ways, yeah, that was a surprising gift of a really dark time to be like, well, what does my body actually need in this moment? My body needs rest and it has literally not had rest for however many years I've been on this planet because I've been on this hamster wheel, whether self-imposed or otherwise, that I have not been able to or given myself the gift of getting off of because why would I? That's the whole point. Let's yeah. get to the next thing. There's the next thing down the pike, you know, but it's like actually you pivoting off that self-ascribed or other ways prescribed journey is still going to get you back on the journey just in a different way than you anticipated. Yeah. Um, it's so wild to look back on it though because yeah. when you're in it, you know, pandemic or otherwise, we all as artists go through that, you know, these yeah. periods of real isolation, these periods of real creative depletion or lack of inspiration we talk about that on um, the Liz Kimball episode that we have um, 
and she talks about the you know cycle of creation and how it really is this cyclical cycle and sometimes there are parts of that cycle that are so much longer than you want them to be but you need that in order to come back to your form of creation um i think about that often even though it feels really icky yeah yeah it's being in those uncomfortable places yeah or maybe just putting the focus on something else and not the art like i put so much focus in my personal life yeah. in in my love my home my, i was building a lot of new things in my personal life and yeah. that was great yeah you know and i or i would argue or imagine that that actually inspired you to then look at those smaller details and be able to come back to those things that were real for you 100% yes that's that's exactly right you know it just feeds yeah. we forget that these these other things like the life feeds the art and the art feeds the life if you're actually listening yeah exactly you know have you been using the same monologue for years and could use a new piece are you applying to BA BFA or MFA programs and need a monologue for that process are you someone who simply has no idea where to search for monologues? Well, lucky for you, I do what is called monologue sourcing, in which I find monologues specifically chosen for you. So many artists use pieces based off external labeling for types and roles rather than find pieces sharing who they really are and what speaks to them. So we'll meet virtually together. You share who you are as a human, what you love, your dislikes, your values, beliefs, family, friends, love, politics, you name it. I will help guide you through this. And then I go off on my own and find you monologues chosen just for you that fit like a glove. I've been doing monologue sourcing for years as an extension of the coaching I do with artists, and I have found pieces in this way for over hundreds of artists thus far. So if you are someone who wants to feel empowered about the monologues you bring into rooms and use for auditions, I would love to help you find them. And because you are a dedicated listener of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast, I want to provide you with a custom link to an exclusive rate when you check out today. Head to empoweredartistcollective.com slash podcast promo to register. That's empoweredartistcollective.com slash podcast promo right now. I cannot wait to help you find monologues you absolutely adore. Well, I'm curious what you're working on now. So I have this project that um, I'm very excited about. Mm -hmm. Going off the, the, the whole pandemic thing, not feeling connected to other artists and not feeling invited, not feeling invited to anything. Mm. Do you um, mean that literally because nothing was happening? Do you mean that you felt like you were outside of the thing? Both, both. Okay. Yeah. Was that a shift from prior, like from pre-pandemic? Yeah, because pre-pandemic there was always something. I felt like there was always, I don't know, a happening here, a happening there. But then it, the silence made me feel uninvited. And also coming back after the pandemic, you know, I would see other friends doing things and I'm like, okay, am I... uh Am I also going to be invited to something? Mm -hmm. So I did the 21 days of meditation of abundance by Deepak Chopra. I recommend mm -hmm. it to anybody feeling stuck. Um, and then you, you, you invite, you invite things into your consciousness, into what you're asking from the universe, um, in, in a mind frame of abundance is there's enough, there's enough for me, there's enough for you, there's enough for everybody. Mm -hmm. And then after I finished it, the thing that stuck with me is I want to be invited. I want to be invited 
want to be invited. I want to be invited. I want to be invited on a personal level. I want to be invited um, on, a, on a spiritual level. I want to be invited on a work level, art level, all of it. I just want to be invited. I want to be invited. I'm going to come. Invite me. Yeah. Um, and I, I just walked around the world like, I want to be invited. I want to mm -hmm. be invited. Um, and then this really beautiful invitation came from this author. Her name is Susan Lax, and she's a spiritual counselor, and she's also uh, the co-owner of Naot Footwear, which is like this global amazing um, shoe company. So she's like this badass businesswoman who 15 years ago did a shift and um, became a spiritual counselor. And she mostly works with end-of-life patients. Um, so it could be anything. And their families. And so she started this thing called Morning Inspirations which she would send out an email to her clients of something she wrote, a little poem, a little prose, a little story, just to help them start the day with a nice breath, mm -hmm. right? And some photos that she would take too. And it became, a, it was, it started as like this small little thing, the little gift. And then it grew and it grew and it grew. And the list of the newsletter became in the thousands. And she got an offer over the pandemic to make it into a book. She made it into a book. It was on Good Morning America, became like the number two selling spiritual book on Amazon, like something crazy. And then she got an offer to write another book. And she said, I don't want to write another book because I miss being with people mm. and I miss the connection. So what I want to do is I want to find the right musician, songwriter to compose some of my words and make it into a performance a concert, a song cycle that we can present and be in the room with people. And then she found my song, Am I Beautiful? And she found me. She came to one of my concerts and she's like, you're, you're the person. You're the person I've been looking for. And she invited me. She commissioned me to write um, seven songs and we're making it. We're going to do our first concert on March 26th yes. um, here in New York. And then the idea is to take it all over the country. And it's, it's, um, it's funny. It's hard to explain what it is because people are like, is it a concert? Is it a service? Is it a spiritual experience? Well, it's kind of all of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm there. She's there. There's a band. Paul is going to be there. Amazing. And we're going to sing those seven songs. And each song is like a little tool it, to your spiritual toolbox hmm. of what to do when you're in this space, what to do if you're feeling like this, what to do, how to bring, to live together in grief and joy and anger and beauty and all these things together. So she's going to read some of her uh, words and I'm going to sing some of her words. And then we're going to, what we call jam uh, <laughs> is like talk about it. And some of the songs have a lot of um, communal singing. So whoever comes is going to be singing yes. and anyone can sing and it's going to be great. Don't oh worry God. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I remember when you told me this and I was like, ah, um, I think it's, it feels so you, <laughs> which yeah. is, I think why it makes me really happy because it's not just like a person who's like, I love your music, make some music. You're like, no, this is, it's, which would be great, but it's also, but this is just so in alignment with like your energy going back to that, you know, about like who are you going to be spending your time creating this with? Somebody who's giving in a way that is A, cultivating community, B, giving emotional support, you know, ways and tools of, of coping or existing. I think there's something very cathartic about that 
what you're talking about in a process and it feels so right <laughs> that you are going to be in that. I'm so excited for you and to hear <laughs> all that you're creating with it. Um, Thank you. While you've, I mean, are you able to even talk about like any of the pieces thus far or like a little how it's been creating it? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I've never had to completely only use somebody else's words. That's what I mean, yeah. It's hard, but I feel like our our big why is what the way I like to call it, like why you do what you do mm -hmm. is very similar. Like we both want to come from a place of awakening, healing, mm -hmm. and love in, in hard places and, and in difficult situations and in beautiful ones. Um, so when I see her words, a lot of the times I'm like, oh, I could totally, I could have totally written that, mm -hmm. you know, it really resonates. And also she gives me a lot of freedom in playing around. Like I can take one piece and put it together with another piece okay. and create something new. And she's really cool with that. Um, so, so it's been, well, actually when she approached me, and and asked me to do this i was like you know what uh wait a second let me let me read your book mm -hmm. <laughs> and see if anything comes up like you know the percolating thing if anything percolates yeah and and i thought they might not you know and that's okay and i did and like within an hour something came up it's it was like oh okay it's wow. here i don't need to worry about it so that's that's what it's been are you feeling it in your body as a different way of curating or does it feel like a similar, like just going off of what you were sharing earlier about, you know, seeing a word or a phrase or whatever, and then it kind of just boils up in you in that way. Does it feel similarly, even though it's from a different way in? The music that's coming out is a little different because I have no worries of it needs to be listened to on spotify or it doesn't need to be listened to on spotify like it needs to be this long or that long because what i'm thinking about is like the song cycle the mm -hmm. thing as a whole we'll probably record it and it'll probably be on spotify but like that's not even something that i'm putting in my mind right you know like the structure might be not regular Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And we can break it down and we can do communal singing and the song could all of a sudden be seven minutes yeah. because we were doing a thing, you know, mm -hmm. we were in the, in the moment. Um, so that's, there's a lot of freedom there, yeah. which I'm really enjoying. Oh, I love that. I also imagine that is inspiring your own songwriting that you're doing independently. That totally. I would imagine if you look back on this in the year, two years from now, you'll be like, oh, this was where this whole thing was morphing into this new thing that I now use and have in my own toolkit that I blah, 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 blah from there. Yeah. It's always such a fascinating chicken or the egg, I find, in that <laughs> way. Like what's really – like you working the way that you were working – was what inspired her to collaborate with you. But now that you're working with her, it's inspiring you to start working with yourself in a different way, right? And it's like, who's to say that that, which is the start, which is the end? Where does it all begin? Where does it stop? That little infinity sign that I'm just like randomly drawing in the air, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited for you in that. My other question would be, how do you marry this part of your creative self with the performer self? How do you feel like they work together in conjunction with each other? Have you found that they've opened, it's opened up more doors for you or not? Like what's that been? Yeah. 
Well, like I said with, with Paul, like, I think none of this would have happened if it wasn't that, you know, that musical theater right. job that I had, right? And a lot of the times I I miss theater when I feel isolated and alone and lonely mm-hmm. in trying to make everything happen alone. And I'm like, oh, I just miss being part of a company mm-hmm. and just just being and doing with other people. But the pandemic and everything else have has made me very picky Mm -hmm. and i just don't want i don't want to do everything good um and but the things i want to do i really want to do and things that sound interesting to me i would love to do them but they are few and far between yeah how did you get to that selection philosophy um i think by during the pandemic not doing anything Mm -hmm. And then kind of slowly coming back into doing things, I, I just, okay, I said, okay, I'm starting anew. I'm going to really pick everything with a, with a, you know, with, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it kind of happened naturally. And then I was like, oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. I like that I'm only doing things that really resonate in my soul. Yeah. So what if there, if there's less, so what, so yeah. what? I don't have to be busy all the time. I could have time to have coffee with my beautiful friend Jennifer, you know, <laughs> and and not feel bad about it. I don't know yeah. if you've had this of like when you take a few days or, you know, you go have coffee. That's like four hours and you're like, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I could do this. I could. Yeah. You know, that's. No, but again, it feeds back. Yes, I've had those feelings all the time. The guilt yeah. around it, blah, 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 blah. But. Those purposeful decisions of me spending my time with somebody or a thing or an event or an experience that I want to be doing, yeah, arguably I would I'm going to be getting more out of that experience than me sitting at home, quote unquote, forcing myself to do something that I I'm not present for. And maybe this is the procrastinator in me, knowing that I now only have X amount of time to accomplish said things that I was quote unquote supposed to accomplish by whose standards, unclear. But knowing that I have that time crunch is now going to put a little pedal to the metal on my urgency to get those things done and frankly, get out of my own way. I think that's the other thing too, right? Like, you know, I was teaching an improv class uh, recently and we were doing, you know, props, the game props where you have a prop and you have to just pretend that the prop is, you know, whatever it is and you don't have much time to think. And if you set it, if you set the the game up in a way that um, there's like a line and there's people having to come right after each other, you really don't have time to think if you're actively listening to what somebody said beforehand because you can't repeat. And because you don't have the luxury of sitting with yourself and like all of these options, you just have to trust your intuition and just go and just do the thing. And there's a huge amount of freedom with trusting that your body, your instincts, your heart, your desires, everything, like it knows. And you're just getting out of your own way to let it come out. And I I really do feel that if you are accepting incredible coffee invitations from strangers who want to be your friend and saying yes to it <laughs> because that's really what you want to do, but you weren't the one who was forward enough to ask the person. So you just accepted and then you went and then you wanted to be there with Shira and you had a wonderful time, even though you probably should have been at home doing X, Y, and Z, but you wanted to do that. And now you have a new friend and blah, 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 blah. Then me going back home after that experience is only going to make me feel better about doing the things that I quote unquote neglected during that quote unquote time that I was supposed to. Who I mean, like all of the shoulds. Um, 
I really do think it it flows into each other. Um, and they, yeah. they work hand and in hand. And you're in a way, at the end of the day, you're more productive. Correct. Yeah. But also that whole word is something that like right. is, you know, like who's ascribing yeah. productivity to you and your own life choices, you know, besides like literal deadlines of things that matter for larger reasons, you know? Yeah, you're really making – I really want to take that word out of my vocabulary in general. Like – Thank you for that. Yeah, the should the word should is something that I'm really that's been like my path this this you know journey of trying to remove that because that implies that there's somebody else who's told me that this is something that must be done. If yeah. it's self-imposed, then like it's like isn't do your thing, but like. But know. even that should creates it makes you want to do it in a in an anxious way mm-hmm. in like. Whatever you're doing, like, I should do this. Okay, let's go. It's yeah. never it's never calm. It's never with ease. Mm-hmm. You want to do things with ease and with love, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. As we wind down our time, is there anything that you wish you knew when you were beginning your artistic journey in this way? Or is there something that you are currently navigating that you would love to impart to the listener about what it means to be grappling with that thing, both or? So like I said, when I was in musical theater school, everybody was trying to put me in boxes and failing. And I was trying I was trying to find my box in a way. I was like, yeah, I want a box. Everybody's got a box. Mm. I want a box, mm-hmm. you know? And I didn't have a box. And this was, so I was in school right before Once started. And mm-hmm. that was like the first show I saw. And I was like, oh, there is room for me. It's not a box, mm-hmm. but there's room. And and what I didn't know that I know now is that everything that made me different was a strength mm-hmm. and not a, a weakness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I, I'm not regretting anything, but maybe if I would have embraced that a little more, I wouldn't have struggled internally so much and mm-hmm. felt bad and felt like I don't belong anywhere um, for a little less time. Yeah. But maybe that's part of the journey and that's okay that I went through that. So that's something that I now know, that I wish everybody knows. Yeah. That everything that makes you different, weird, awkward, um, you know, is is a gift. Yeah. Is a gift. And it's it, maybe you're not going to work for, if you're an actor, you're not going to work for a little while. But when you get that thing that mm-hmm. is you... Oh my God, it's going to be so much better than anything you can imagine. Yeah. Thank you. I know, I know that that's something that even if you do feel that, or even if you're further in your journey and you're like beginning to accept all parts of yourself, it's always a helpful reminder to be like, there is literally nobody on this planet who is you. Literally nobody else who is you. Period. Even if you share similarities, even if there's overlap, even if things look the same or sound the same. The nuances, the differences, there's literally nobody else on this entire planet who is you. And why not embrace that? (laughs) Yeah. And when you hone into that, Mm -hmm. people are like, whoa, who's this person? Who's this creature that's so unique and embracing that? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's magnetic. And then it makes the other person think about themselves. And then everybody's winning, whatever that means, just by embracing (laughs) themselves as full human beings who exist in a space. Um. I adore you so much. Thank you for being bold and like telling me we need to grab coffee because I'm the friendship that has come from that has been just such a blessing. And it's been so wonderful to watch you 
create, inspire, live so earnestly and truthfully and vulnerably, um, you show up in a way that is very earnest in the most wonderful of ways. And it is palpable and tangible. And I think people see that. And um, if anyone has yet to listen to Shira's music, do it and you will feel that. Um, it's just really inspiring to me to have somebody like you in my life who um, literally lives and breathes consistently <laughs> who you who <laughs> they are, which is it's just wonderful. So thank you for all that you're doing. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I'll say that again. I love you. <laughs> Great. I love you too. Um, for anybody who is listening and they want to follow along on your journey, they want to listen to you, they want to work with you, what within your own boundaries is a way for people to get in touch? Um, if you're on Instagram, um, I'm Shira Music and that's where you'll find everything. There's a link in bio which will take you anywhere and DM me. Like I said, I'm up for being invited i'm still in that headspace of just like invite me yeah i will probably say yes you know so feel free to reach out it's so funny hearing you say that because you did that for me so obviously you are taking your own advice so just let me reflect that back to you that you are inviting others so others will invite you as well thank you I highly encourage you to find Shira wherever you listen to your music or linked in our show notes to simply listen to this fairy folk singer at work. Her voice is absolutely transcendent and incredible. And hopefully after this episode, you feel some sort of inspiration to either continue writing if this is something that you do, perhaps starting to songwrite if that is something you have been interested in, or to simply support other artists who are doing this kind of really emotional, vulnerable work. Now, if you liked this episode, please like, rate, follow, and most importantly, review us on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to continue making these episodes, releasing this type of content, and reaching people who really, really want to be having these kinds of conversations. If you do not like it, just let it all slide. If you are not yet following us on Instagram, you can find us at Empowered Artist Collective, on TikTok at Empower Artist Collective, on our website at empoweredartistcollective.com. If you are looking for some merchandise, we got you in the show notes. And if you are wanting to join us on our mailing list where we drop some inspiration, you can also sign up there too. As always, I am so grateful you keep on coming back, and we will be back again next week. Until then. Thank <laughs> you.